Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian, the football club currently on a bit of a ruthless streak. I am Laurie Dunsire and joined once again by Mark Donaldson and yeah, we have some interesting, we'll probably have more to discuss today than we would have anticipated given that Hearts aren't playing at the moment. Yeah, ruthless, it's funny you mentioned ruthless, I was thinking which adjective would I use? Ruthless is exactly the word, and yeah, a lot of things to discuss today. The Christoph Berra situation, the Glenn Whelan, and and Hearts eyeing up a, a move um, to get rid of Jake Mulraney for a six-figure fee. I just wonder where the decimal point is in those six figures. <laughs> we will talk uh, Christoph Berra and some of the other Hearts players whose future looks to be uh, either over or in question. Uh, we will, I believe... Have a look at a hard man World <laughs> Cup, which Mark is going to to introduce today. Yeah, because because I, I always I always provide so much to this podcast by, by way of prep and, and everything like that. <laughs> that I, I thought I'd give you more time off. Yeah, I've come up with a Hearts hard man um, World Cup. Draws been made, thirty two players in it, and okay. we shall reveal the draw later in this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so first up, uh, despite there not being any Hearts games, uh, there's been a lot of Hearts news recently, and uh, we'll start with the big bit of news, which is that club captain Christoph Bennett has been told he's surplus to requirements, will um, not be required at Hearts any further, and has been told to train with the reserves as well. So this has obviously sparked a, a media and social media frenzy, so it was uh, only right that we, we put it out there and we, we got some thoughts from the uh, fans and our followers on Twitter. So um, I'll start to, I got an email from, from Graham Taylor just this evening, um, which starts with, uh, Hi guys, slightly too long to fit into a tweet, but on Berra. I absolutely love Berra and watching his decline over the last 12 to 18 months has been extremely sad to see. I do and I don't understand the he deserved better angle. On one hand, a great servant has been taken out of the first team picture and moved to the reserves with seemingly no thought as to what he has given to the club in the past. On the other, the kind of loyalty people are suggesting Stendhal and the club should show to Berra is the kind of loyalty that Budge has shown to Levine. The loyalty was in turn shown from Levine to Berra and they are two huge reasons as to why we are where we are right now. Furthermore, Hearts didn't make a public showing of moving Berra to the reserves as though to humiliate him. They address the situation behind closed doors as he doesn't fit the Stendhal style of play. If he's not part of the plans, then it makes sense to remove him from the environment. Christoph will always be a favourite of mine and it's deeply saddening that it's ending the way it has but needs must. It's regrettable that we find ourselves where we are largely because of the two of the biggest Hearts men you could find. Cheers, Graham which um, kicks things off for us in terms of the better debate. We've got a lot more thoughts to go through. So I'm going to go through a few in a moment, Mark, at which are, I guess, maybe leaning towards this has been the right call. And then I've got some which maybe, not necessarily saying that the overall decision's wrong, but maybe I've taken a slightly different view on the on how the whole thing has panned out. Um, first up from you, was, was this a, a surprise that this happened at this time? It's a surprise the way it was handled. Um, 
we, we've all seen over the past, I don't know, 12 months since he came, since Christoph came back from injury, we've all seen a decline in his game. That would have hurt him more than than anything. And and I, I don't know, maybe he was trying too hard. And it must be hard when you know what you're capable of and you can't do it anymore, but you're still mm-hmm. trying reach that level. That that must have been hard. And from the time when he was coming through the youth ranks, um, I remember John Murray said at, at, um, when I interviewed him at Rickerton back in 2002, 2003, around that time, I said, who are you looking for from, from the, the, the youth team or the squad, the youngsters that you've got? And, and Jamie Walker was certainly one that was mentioned. I'm not sure if that was the same interview, but Christoph Berra was certainly another. And just because he's, he's got so much of a, a history with hearts, could it have been dealt with or handled better? Yes. Is it the right decision in the long term? Yes. Uh, because how how do you let them down? You can't let them down gently because it become pretty clear pretty soon. But it's just been it's it's, it's been a, a week of highs and a week of lows for Crystal getting married and then yeah. finding this out. I feel sorry for him. I know him. A lot of Hearts fans know him. He'd, he'd do anything for the football club. But, but, and this is where I've got to put aside friendship. You've got to put aside thoughts and your friendship and, and, and everything like that. And Hearts fans that know him or, or have seen him. We are in a position where we have to be ruthless. We're in a position that's not good enough. And to an extent, Christoph was part of that squad um, that, that got us in this situation. He was probably one of the ones that tried the hardest to get us out of this situation, a lot harder than some of the others who will not be at Hearts for, for much longer, tried. But it's a difficult one. And I totally get, Laurie, why the correspondence that you're about to read out, there were some that will say, yep, right decision. Others that will say, wrong decision. Others that will say, yeah, the way it's been handled. There's not a right or wrong way to, to, to talk about this. It's it, The one thing I would say is that the way it's been handled is maybe not the best way. But how else do you handle something like this? Mark Wells tweeted, said, uh, not good enough, it hasn't been for a while, too slow, sits deep, can't pass, uh, pass, sorry, one of our highest earners and sentiment doesn't attain that, finally some courage from management in moving forward, too many older players isn't a forward step, football has been harsher on many more. By the way, I can't argue with a single word in that, 100%. King Anti1974 says, sad but the correct decision, no room for sentiment right now. Um, Amariso lets it run, says, it was great when Craig Levine set up team to defend on the edge of the 18-yard box during first season, but when asked to play in a 3-5-2, or recently under Stendhal, has looked very uncomfortable, not only on the ball, but with positioning. A great servant and sad it has come to this as he knocked back more money with Rangers to return to us. Back Stendhal 100% though. Uh, sentiment's the word Laurie sentiment's the word because at the end of the season if hearts stay up and it just sounds horrible the fact that we're even saying that we even need to to kind of worry about that but we do we're in we're in deep shit right now if hearts stay up we can't do it through sentiment and if the collateral damage is someone like Christoph um, and it it kick starts it you you could get rid of a few others but he's a club captain He's, he's a club captain but there cannot be any room for sentiment we cannot let sentiment blind us to the fact that there may be more chance of us struggling to get out of where we are if we continue to to, to have the style of play that Daniel Stendhal wants mm-hmm. does not suit Christoph Berra. So sadly, and it pains me to say it, it's the right decision that has been taken, but whether it's been done the right way 
well, that's subjective. Alan Scrim 89 says, sad, but it's for the greater good. We as fans wanted a manager with no ties to the club as these kind of decisions needed, needed to be made without loyalties or sentiment. There we go again. Yep. Uh, Berra will be an icon, but ultimately he's not been capable for months. Uh, Odd Shaped Balls says, a tough but correct decision. A big call by Daniel Stendel, and I'm not sure many could have made it. Very hard for Berra, but I'm sure deep down he knew it was coming as he's been off the pace since his injury and he couldn't cope with the high defensive line, which is what you're saying about the style of play. It's interesting, yeah. just in a slight a slight side note, in terms of better going forward, I was having this conversation with someone who's not a Hearts fan who asked, you know, you know, where do you, what do you think next for him? Do you think he could, where do you think he could cut it? And I said, at this level, I think you'd struggle unless it is a team who is going to, who I said is going to maybe position him with support around him in terms of legs around him and they are a defensive team so if he's playing in a team who I know hearts are struggling but obviously we do not want to be a, a defensive team most weeks but if you're playing at a team that might be on the back foot and might sit up with a a back three and a defensive back three if you had better in the middle of those and they're a team that are going to maybe look to kind of defend direct approach play and you've got two players with legs around them He's still pretty, he's still reasonably dominant in the air. Uh, reading of the game's not too bad. He just, he, he, he struggles to move around and he, he completely struggles, as people mentioned, with the ball at his feet. But I don't know, there might be a, a team out there who, who will, you know, even if it might be the top flight of Scotland, you don't know, maybe a, a, a team that will end up in a battle with hearts, you know, that he can play with in a, a, maybe a back three with legs around him. Because he does have a lot of attributes, I suppose. Um, it's just really... The, the big thing is the legs have completely gone since his injury. You want an exclusive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't have this until 60 seconds ago. I just sent a text. Okay. To see, <laughs> to see if, if, if Robbie Nielsen fancied him. And he said no. He said no. Oh. He loves him a bit. But because Dundee United was the one I thought, yeah, that might work. He's, he's going to won't have to do as much defending as he as he would elsewhere. Uh, but nope, Dundee United will not be his next destination. Um, there you go, straight here's, out the horse's mouth. Well, here's one for you. I, I, mm-hmm. I know I noticed this earlier, and you've you've made it relevant. Um, what do or what will probably um, uh, Christoph Berra and Robbie Nielsen have in common? And it's not something obvious. Go on, man. Tell me. Their their total appearances for Hearts will be the exact same if Berra does indeed not play for Hearts again. Really? 249 competitive appearances, the same for each player. Oh, so they, they both missed out on 250? Both missed out on 250 by one. By yes. one. So. And Christoph, Christoph wins on the name game because his middle name's Didier. Yes, indeed and Robbie, it is. Robbie doesn't Robbie doesn't have a middle name. <laughs> so so there, there you go, things, things, have, things have taken a turn. Um, <laughs> if you want to I, call I, it. I, I, slowly, <laughs> slow turn. Um, I was going yeah, to so, so, make a slow turning joke there, but it's probably not nice. No, don't, no. don't, don't, don't. So no to Dun- Dundee United. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, I, I like how oh, you're trying to find a, a move as we do this podcast. I do that for my pals. I'm trying to get Gordon back to Tynecastle. Uh, the MLS thing hasn't worked out. And well, Christoph, well, obviously Dundee United's not an option. So if Robbie thinks that, I mean... I don't know what his options are. But, so here, here's the interesting thing, right? We all get to a stage doing whatever we do. What, what, I mean, I was never a football player. I was rubbish. 
Um, so I never had the issue of, oh, I can't do it anymore because you can't do what you've never been able to do. <laughs> so for Christoph, is he going to be honest with himself? If you say his legs have gone, you, you see him every week and I've seen him on TV or whatever. Is it, is it new start time? Is it new wife, um, new outlook, new club? Maybe new job. Is it time to say, you know what? I fancy something different here. If, he'll look around and he'll get his agent to look around and he'll see what's out there. And if he, he might want to be, I don't, I, I know, I know Christoph. Um, my sister-in-law is best friends with his wife. Um, she was at the wedding and everything like that. And I remember Christoph was at my sister-in-law's wedding um, when we had that a few years ago. So Christoph is someone who, I, I I don't know if he'll say, you know what, I don't want to play anymore. or And I don't know if he's someone who will want to go down the leagues. I don't know. I, we're all, it's just a, a summation. However, if Christoph decides, yeah, you're probably right. I, I, maybe I can't do it anymore. And said to Daniel Stendhal, how about I was part of your coaching staff? Do you think that ship has now sailed because of the way this has been handled? Without knowing anyone involved personally, I would hazard a guess that it has sailed. Um, I think so. I think so. I'm just thinking off the top of my head right now about what's next for Christoph. I'm kind of thinking back to the whole um, when Jim Jeffries got uh, unceremoniously removed from his job and Paolo was brought in and Jeffries was offered the the director yeah. of football role and he was kind of nah. uh, whether he might have reconsidered if it, it'd be a different circumstances but yeah I don't know but yeah I mean I don't I don't know Christoph personally and I don't know I don't have any more knowledge of how this has all panned out beyond what we've all seen in the in the press and interviews so I, I don't have any insider info on it but from the outside and what I've seen I would I would hazard a guess that you know even if it's a pride thing that he wouldn't want to do that at this point but you know who knows? I was going to say. I mean, if if he if, if he wasn't to play uh, any further, or if you, know, I imagine that in the near future he won't be. Uh, he's he's a very articulate kind of guy. He talks very well, very. He's a smart line. guy. He's, he's, and, he's very um, smart. I've had him on. I've, I've had him on commentary with me. He talked very well, and I know he has a, a. From what I understand, had a kind of interest in the media side. He's been on. Um, He's been on BT at least once or twice, I think, as well, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. So mm-hmm. when he was so, injured, yep. So I, I, I imagine he'd be the type who who could follow that side if he wanted to. Yeah, I, I don't know. He might want to continue. He might want, and he might get a, he might get a decent offer. You just you just don't it just know. happened so quick, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. See, when you when you, I mean, any footballer um, should be thinking from the minute they start playing football what they're going to do when they stop playing yeah, especially football. Especially like, yeah, especially in a game where you, your career could be ended at, yeah, at any moment. Exactly. Really. One of the best pieces of advice um, that I ever heard was was from um, an old boss of mine who said, the minute you start your next job should be the day you start preparing for the job after that, just in case. So I think Christoph's smart enough, and he's made enough smart decisions to to know that this day would probably come. He, obviously, it's come a lot earlier than he thought. But the whole hanging up the boots thing, that that this must this must be a big shock to him. And, and now... Decisions are having to be made. His agent will have to find out what level um, can he get, can he attract interest from. If you've got the best team in the championship right now saying no, then, I mean, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a, a team that's 
in and around Hearts and the table that that wouldn't fancy him. Um, but that that's the way Robbie's going. Robbie's he's he's got legs in his team and he's he's trying to develop a, a faster way of playing football. There's teams in the Premier League that that don't play that way, so he, he might be suited for for them. But there'll come a there'll come a time where he'll have to make a decision. This is your option, or these are your options. Do you want to bite the bullet and say? No, not for me. Or do you want to play at a lesser level? Or do you want to maybe start thinking about going into the coach? I, I, I haven't seen Christopher Ages. I don't know if he's done his coaching badges. I was assume he's he's done some of them. So, yeah, the next step's an interesting one. But it's it's just sad he won't be involved with Hearts um, going forward, I don't think. Did you see um, just last week Shea Logan, you know, the Aberdeen right back, yeah. saying that he's been training secretly to become a plumber? So he's, uh... how, do you, how do you do that secretly? I don't. Well, has, he got, has he got some sort of sink in a basement, in like a, just... a locked basement in a maze? Just... Like the guy in, in you, in the bookstore, who goes downstairs to do the, the, the rascal things. It's, I guess it's just one of these things. It was just the headline was secretly. It's just 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 not in the public eye, which is, I mean, why would it be? I'm going to do a, yeah, I'm going to do a Daily Record exclusive on the fact that I'm, I'm training to be a plumber, which, to be fair, the Daily Record would probably take and put on the back page. Um... But yeah, just interesting because he's only thirty-one. But I think he said something along, the, you know, paraphrasing. Basically, said, "I've not made enough money from football to not work afterwards." Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you know, and my footballers, uh, even though you know you earn a decent wage in the likes of Scotland, yeah, and you, you know, a lot of them, if they're sensible, will have money aside. It doesn't mean that you know they're still going to be what hopefully have half of their life ahead of them afterwards. So it's like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you're talking... I mean, totally hypothetical here, how much Shea Logan would be on at Aberdeen? Uh, He's unlikely to be on more than 200 grand a year. Uh, yeah, he'll be on like three grand, four grand a week or something like that. So. Pr- probably. Yeah. If, so that gets you so far. But if you if if you live your life, which you should, sounded like some sort of god on a plinth here saying, do this, do that. Nonsense, <laughs> but... You, you, you live your life commensurate to what you earn. Everyone should. Everyone does. Except if you're Vladimir Romanov and you think you can spend a fortune on a football club and then not pay anybody or, or whatever. But you, you, normal people live within their means. So if you're, if you're on, I don't know, 150, 200 grand in the UK and living in Aberdeen, that's a decent salary. A decent salary. Well, but it, well you're, you're going, with the oil industry, it's probably average salary, but yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but up there, I mean, you'll, you'll be doing all right. But yeah. But, yeah. For for a lot of people who earn that that that's going to be a wage for them that they'll they'll pick up every every month every year and they'll not have to worry about reaching a certain age and and, and that's it. When you're a footballer, unless you invest, Michael Michael Stewart was always smart. He always invested in property and and did other things. It, it might work for some, um, but it's sensible, smart investments. But for a two hundred grand salary, whether it's Logan or or whoever it is, I mean, what the top earner at Hearts is on about five k. Uh, a week you're talking about a quarter mil it's, 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 it's probably more than um well it's, it's more than a lot of people earn but when you only get it up until the age of, of whatever whether it's logan or naismith or or whoever he'll be all right because of what he's done naismith but logan hasn't done that so so it's what next christoph's I, I would imagine christoph's done all right okay yeah, he's been at he rules he's, he's playing on england he's done it. So, yeah. yeah but you'd like to think he's been smart with with his money Again, I don't know. No idea. Um, so it's what comes next for, for these people. And you'll still hope it's playing because you can never, once you've kind of, once you've stopped playing, whether your legs have gone or, or whatever, 
Very, very few people say that the next part of their career after they stopped playing was more enjoyable than, than playing. Just going through another few messages. Uh, Sydney Devine uh, said, uh, I would personally would have liked to see him remain in, in the squad for cover, but every pound is a prisoner at the moment. I, I mean, that's a good point. You're talking about you know the highest earner. And, you know, from, from what we hear and we understand, Berra is one of the, the joint highest earners at the club. And if Daniel Stendhal's looking to to reshape that squad, then you know potentially Berra's wage could be two new players per week in there if if obviously if 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 someone else takes him on i mean i, I imagine he's not just going to give up because he's got another 18 months left on his contract but you know that's it's a lot of potential money in the wage budget which if he's not going to fit in with what daniel stendel wants at all that money is important to be used elsewhere if they can do a deal i mean whelan's not taking yeah. any extra money he's just ripped it up and, and moved on um so he's not taking what he could have been due i mean whether that would have stopped him um, from the next chapter of his career until he got it resolved. Um, but from what I've read over the last day or two, that the wheel and, and hearts have just ripped up the contract and, and he's gone on. Christoph still needs paid. Christoph's got, what did we say last week? He's still got 18 months left on yep. the deal. Is that right? Yeah. So there's going to have to be uh, either a lump sum or um, I, I hope I hope it gets settled amicably. I don't want to see someone who's given as much as he has to the club um, left to, to kind of rot and just pick up wages and, and running around training pitches with kids. And I hope, I hope that I hope they can do something. And by the way, um, the next time you read out a tweet from Sydney divine, you have to say the, the wonderful, the legendary Sydney divine. Now Sydney divine for those of us of a certain vintage and, and older is someone that we grew up listening to. In my part, it was because my mother and father loved listening to Sydney divine. Sidney Devine is one of Scotland's greatest musical exports, so never again please refer to him as just Sidney Devine. Tiny bubbles and all that, it's the wonderful Sidney Devine. I, I, I have to confess, I, I did not know who Sidney Devine was beyond someone who very who sends us sends us tweets and listens to the podcast, so apologies Sidney, I, I did not know of your fame, and maybe... Should we play out with Sydney Devine today? Would that... You have to play out with Sydney. I mean, <laughs> maybe you'll, you don't be happy with us using his 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 music. With our... oh, you'll probably send an invoice, but that, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, however, um, if he if we play out with Tiny Bubbles, right, which was okay. his biggest song, his biggest song, do we have to send the money, the PRS check, to the Hawaiian singer Don Ho? Because when Sydney was in Hawaii with Andy Stewart's band back in the day, according to Wikipedia, so it must be true, <laughs> he heard the Hawaiian singer Don Ho perform Tiny Bubbles and then did it himself and was very successful with right. it. Right, so, okay, so if we're playing it, maybe, we're, we're just doing what Sydney did years ago anyway. We're just... Yeah, I, I, but the, the concern here is is that it might not have to be paid in pounds, it might have to be paid in dollars. And that, that's where maybe when I have to to shell out for, for payment for Sydney and for Don Ho. There you go. This is, I like the tangenticity already. It's a, <laughs> a new year, but I felt towards the end of last year, we were sticking to the script. We don't have a script, but we were, we were, we were normal too much. 
there's, there's been a rascal factor today which I've liked. Um, Kev Walker says, don't understand the problem with him being dumped in the reserves. Why waste coaching staff's time and Berra's time trying to implement our new playing style? Uh, Jamie Devlin says, he's been bang average at best since his return from that injury and really wouldn't get a sniff when Suter is fully fit. Sad end to his heart's career, but ultimately it's the right call from Stendhal. Um, Ali Jambo says, new manager wants his own captain, which I think is fair enough. No room for sentiment in our current position. I like Ben, a decent guy, but he has become a liability and would free up a decent wage. At the other side of the coin, some, some messages maybe with a slightly different tone. Feg Bizet says, whether or not you think there is a place for Berra in the squad slash team is almost irrelevant. Painting him as a persona non grata is exceptionally poor and we should not let a desire to support the new manager stop us from saying so. In the modern era, just a tiny, tiny number of pros can credibly name to have given more to a club than they have taken out. Christoph Berra can. When you factor in a £2.5 million transfer fee in over 200 games, most of which he was outstanding, you'd have to say he'd be right. He consistently answered the bell for hearts with professionalism and commitment, regardless of circumstances. Often played through injury in a squad where others would not. He deserves a great deal better than this, and in time, the club should ensure he gets it. Not impressed. Which... Again, there's another tweet. The opposite end of the spectrum... I cannot, I cannot disagree with a single word in it. So mm-hmm. that's the whole, which uh, it depends which side of the fence you're on. That's why there's, there's not really a right answer with this because that tweet is, is spot on. The other tweets that we read who, that were in favor of what's happened yeah. were spot on as well. So it's, it's a, it just depends if, if you're pro or anti Christoph Berra. And I'd like to think most people were pro Christoph Berra as far as taking his recent form out of the equation is concerned for what he's given to the football club as, as that tweet mentioned, yeah, um, but it's, it's not his fault. Yeah, it's it's been a hard one to because you know I don't want to go into Glenn Whelan too much because you know, Glenn Whelan's one where you know we we saw what he was capable of when he came in and we were we gave him a lot of credit the way he played and he he looked a he looked a very capable player looked like he could stroll through matches at this level since Ireland's qualifying campaigns come to an end. I know that Glenn Whelan in the press, ironically talking to the press now, has denied oh, this. But yeah. Has denied By the this, way. but he didn't. He looked. He didn't look. He didn't look bothered. He didn't look that interested after then. Um, and there was no reason for him not to be performing, which frustrated. Whereas Christoph Berra, it's been very difficult to watch because at no point would I've ever, you know, Christoph Berra did not, you know, shirk the challenge. He didn't not give his all. Um, and, you know, you can't even fault... How can you ever fault him if he's picked and his own else? What's he going to do? I'm not going to play because I'm struggling since coming back from injury. He's not going to do that. He always tried, but you just saw he just wasn't the same player since his injury. So it's a difficult one to watch because you feel for him. And I'm with you. It's really hard because most of the tweets on both sides, it's hard to disagree with things. You know, it's definitely the right call in terms of he's not going to be part of this team. You would... Uh, I would have, I would have hoped maybe it could have been done in a manner that it didn't end on such terms that they could have come to an agreement and and it was all amicable. You know the way the way it's been painted. To be fair, and this isn't necessarily we, we don't know all sides of the story, but the way it's been painted is it's been very sudden um, and unexpected, and you know obviously being told to maybe train with the reserves seems maybe a bit demeaning for someone of that kind of that history with the club, but ultimately. 
the main thing here is is it the right call to I suppose to 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 move Christoph Bear on if you can and you have to say we've we've said it for for weeks and months ourselves I think it is because it just doesn't look like he can cut it now in that hard team especially with the way that we're looking to play under Daniel Stendel I mean even Christoph Berra pre-injury might not have fitted into the Daniel Stendel plans the way he wants Christoph, to play it. Christoph Berra has probably been punished for his own passion for Hearts yeah, Football yeah. Club. Christoph Berra came back from injury. I'm not convinced he was ready to come back, but no, he knew no. the minute the minute he could stand up and the minute he could jog and whatever, he would have played at 60% and that 70%. And that that's ultimately played a big part because he never reached where he was and the lack of patience, we would all have had that. That's what the football club meant to, me, meant to him. He wanted to get back as soon as possible. And ultimately, it's 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 his downfall um, as a result of that. But maybe he cared too much. It's it's it, it, it just, it's sad. It's sad the way it's happened. Um, how differently could it have been dealt with? Well, uh, different people have different thoughts. I just think it's, it's left a, a little bit of a sour taste in the yeah. mouth for some. Carolan said, it's sad that it's come to this, but he has never been the same since coming back from injury. Always thought he might get a coaching role at the club. Um, Anne Waddle uh, says, feeling uneasy after seeing his interview. Surely the least he deserved is a reason why. That said, when the dust has settled, I think for the teams and his sake, it's the right decision, as hard as it has been to process. Uh, Andrew Neal says, I think the way the news has come um, come out is a, is a bad it's a bad look, sorry. We'd love to know what really happened. To me, he should have stepped away at the end of last year. He was struggling at the end of the season and has not been good enough this season. I love him and sad to see him go. And there's a lot of other messages in that similar ilk. So um, before we move on from the better discussion, I want to do a quick um, an ode to, to, to better um, and just to quickly oh go goodness. through. So it's maybe not the wrong way. It's probably the wrong way to put it, but... Um, just, uh, do you have just, a do you have a haku? <laughs> no, or something like that. It's it's a bit longer than that. So, just looking back at Christoph Berra, who made his debut for Hearts in November two thousand and three at Tannadice when he came on for Neil McFarlane. With seven minutes to go. Um, Nelly. Over yeah, over seasons oh four oh five and oh five oh six, he became a useful squad player. Uh, towards the end of the successful oh five oh six season, he began starting on a more regular basis after the exclusion of a certain Andy Webster. Uh, scored his first goal in an important 2 0 win over Kilmarnock at Tynecastle. That was April 2006. He was uh, 21 at that time. He was 18, incidentally, when he made his debut. Uh, he headed in from close range to wrap up the points with three minutes to go, which kept Hearts in pole position for a Champions League place. And the following month, he earned his first winner's medal as an unused substitute in the Scottish Cup final win over Gretna. Uh, the next three seasons saw Berra establish himself as a first-choice player at Hearts, also taking on the captaincy in 2007 after the departure of Craig Gordon. It made him the youngest captain in the SPL, and he was still only 22 at that point. Uh, commanding defensive performances saw him earn his first Scotland cap in May 2008. His displays also attracted the interest of Wolves, who eventually paid £2.5 million for his services in January 2009. He helped Wolves win the championship. Uh, then he played three seasons in the English Premier League, all as a regular starter for the Molyneux club. 
He would eventually have nine seasons in England, three in the top flight, six in the second tier, and he was a regular starter in every one of those seasons, including his final one with Ipswich, where he played more than 40 games before he returned to Hearts. His decision was uh, in spite of at least one offer to remain in the English Championship, but Berra wanted to settle down with his family in Edinburgh and end his career at the club that he started it with. He was made club captain for a second time, and for a period he was one of the best central defenders in the country, organising the defence and commanding in the air. But on the 11th of August 2018, he suffered a serious hamstring injury against Celtic, with Hearts leading 1-0. He would miss almost four months before returning in a game against Rangers in December. Although he was dominant in the air that day, he was clearly struggling to move freely and has never looked himself since. In his fourth game back, Hearts were hammered 5-0 away to Livingston, one of the club's worst results in recent history, with Berra playing 90 minutes and struggling at centre-back. He played in the second Scottish Cup final for the club in May last year, but agonisingly couldn't add a second Scottish Cup winner's medal to his collection. It looks like his final appearance was in the Boxing Day derby defeat to Hibs, with his final goal coming in August against Hamilton in a 2-2 draw at Tynecastle. He made 249 appearances for Hearts, same as Robbie Nielsen, over two periods, scoring 11 goals. He turns 35 this month. He won 36 caps for Scotland and scored three goals for his country. He won the Scottish Cup with Hearts in 2006. He won the English Championship with Wolves in 2009. And he was also named Ipswich Town Player of the Year in 2014. He's now in the top 50 for appearances in all uh, of Hearts history for players and uh, 249 not a bad total for a player who has given quite a lot to the club over two spells and uh, I think now I'll just throw in a quick Christoph Berra montage Paul Hartley standing over this as Hearts look for a breakthrough and they have a breakthrough it's Christoph Berra who is claiming it defence in the SPL has been breached and Hearts are one up. Swept in by Cresswell and Bear is there! Ipswich win it! Christoph Bearer celebrates! Anderson to take it, he knocks it into the box, it's great delivery, it's headed down and into the net and it's Christoph Bearer yet again! How many times can he dig Ipswich Town out of a hole? He's done it once more, 51 and a half minutes played, and we're all square. It's Derby 1, Ipswich Town 1. Thank goodness for the big Scottish defender. Christoph Ben out there, punching the air. The Hearts fans in return give him a cheer. Lee curls it in. Ben attacks and heads it towards goal. And Hearts are in front. And it's oh so simple in the end for the skipper. 14 years to the month after he made his Scottish Cup debut for Hearts. And in his 12th Scottish Cup game for the Jambos, he nods in his first goal of the season. Okay, so that was some of Christoph Berra's, um, some moments from Christoph Berra's career. I I was going to swiftly move on from that, but I understand that in the the brief few minutes (laughs) that you've been listening, Mark has come up with a haiku. Yeah. Yeah, a five-seven-five, the traditional okay, um, yeah. Japanese haiku. So here's our five-seven-five for Christoph Berra. Thank you, Christoph Berra. It did not end how we hoped. Good luck with what's next. Yep, yeah, s- simple but effective. Yeah, 
thank you. Thank you. Probably, probably echoes the sentiments of all. Yes. Thank you, Christoph Berra. Um, and hopefully, whatever he moves on to, on to next is, uh, you know, he's, he's he's as successful in that as he was as a whole at Heart of Midlothian Football Club. Okay, next up, uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, you mentioned this last ah. week, and it's it's been overshadowed by the the news on on Berra and such like. But we did get a, we did get a couple of responses. So um, this was last week. Mark uh, put the question out: What would your hearts related New Year's resolutions be? Um, Amaruso lets it run. Tweeted us and said. His is to get more of his old VHS collections uh, converted to share with fellow Jambos. Uh, He says, I will also plan to take my son, currently two and a half, to his first game later this year. So I I, I thoroughly look forward to Amoruso Let's It Run putting more videos up because I think... uh, Yeah, they're great. It's it's really good. And a lot of them are are, from periods where I hadn't been watching Heart. So it's terrific, his, his Twitter, if you've not... Currently got it on your list as one to follow. Amaruso lets it run. Uh, has a lot. I of... might be able to help as well. Okay. I might be able to help because I've got a lot of VHSs. And when you when you first said that, I'm like, I would love to do that as well. I've got loads of VHSs that I brought over with me, VHS tapes of Scott Sports in the from '93 through to about '96. Loads of them. I used to tape them every Sunday and never wanted them taped over. And I never thought I'd, I'd watch them again. But now it's kind of back. I want to I want to see them. And he does he does great work. It's um, fun- so yeah, I might be able to help. It's funny. In two thousand and four, I briefly stayed in England, and um, at the time, my only you know this is this is still a time where you didn't really get a whole lot online, um, and how I kept in touch with Hearts was my dad would videotape um, the Hearts highlights. Send it, it to you and send it, and he'd post it. That's pretty cool. To England, and I would, I'd stick on Scottsport, and sometimes it would be for like two minutes of hearts and nil nil draw against cool. Livingston or something. But and it was funny because uh, there was a chap who also worked there who supported, um, who supported Leeds, and he'd come in and watch the hearts highlights with me, and then and he'd get Leeds games sent to him, and we'd watch the Leeds highlights. So uh, it seems ridiculous now to think that. It's like, why would you get videos sent to you? When was this? And it's only. What, yeah, 16 years true. ago, but you know the internet was around, but you certainly didn't get Scottish football available right after it happened online to to watch highlights of. So was uh, that back in the day when you were watching naughty things online on your AOL dial-up, and someone called the house, <laughs> and your mum or dad picked up, and it took you offline, and you're like, bastard! Speak for yourself. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> it reminds me of the Kevin Bridges joke when he's talking about. Um, how, remember you used to get naughty German things at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night and don't say you don't remember that because you uh, do I'm oh, sure what, you um, but, uh, what was that Euro trash stuff or? no I'm talking um, Sat Eins and RTL and all that real proper naughty German stuff and it was free to air on the, the original Sky in the early 90s the B Sky B and, and the Squareal and all that um, but Kevin Bridges' gag was along the lines of there was code between father and son. When it got to the shitey games on match of the day, son would go up to his bedroom and dad would, it would be a five-minute warning. Because that, that was when you could only watch, if you had satellite TV, what was on the main box. There wasn't such a thing as supplementary boxes where every TV had a, a different Sky connection. You had to watch in all channels. If you watched Sky and <laughs> um, the bedroom or whatever. So the code was... Like, Watch it. It's one of his early DVDs, Kevin Bridges. 
that he talks about the code that father and son had, that when the shitey games came on a match of the day, um, they'd kind of say, oh, I'm tired. Mum would go to bed and then he'd switch it <laughs> over to the, the racy German stuff. He tells it so much better. <laughs> this uh, this could get a bit X-rated, so I'll move on. Um, Carmen Have Car- we ever had an explicit tag? No, we've not, and we're and we're not good, going to. Good. Don't I don't want one. I don't want one. Carmen... You can have an F bomb from time to time, but but keep, keep keep it Disney. Yes, Carmen Carter QC says uh, not very interesting, but I'm aiming to be at all remaining competitive games this season. I've been at them all so far. It would be my second season seeing every match after oh five. Oh six. Um, I, I, maybe I had to think about that, and I've I haven't missed a game yet this season. But um, last game I missed the Aberdeen home game because of a wedding. Season before I missed Ibrox due to a stag do. I think the season before that I missed a handful. But I, I went to every game in four twenty fourteen fifteen in the championship in our first season twenty fifteen twenty sixteen up in the top flight. However, it's slightly different for me given I am I guess on the payroll so to speak. So this has been doing commentary. The voice. I I never went to every game in a season when I was a fan, I have to confess. I, I think I maybe went to all home games when I had a season ticket at least once, but I never went to every home and away game in a season. I never managed it was that. Always ha- it was always hard. I mean, if if you're talking every game, if we played... Well, that's what um, I said, yeah. Yeah, just... Yeah, you, you've got to have a, a special kind of fan to, to do... Like, if you do a foreign pre-season trip, um, over a couple of different countries. Oh, sorry, I was I was meaning competitive. If you class every preseason game, I've definitely never done every game. But no, that'd be tough. But competitive, yeah, doable unless you got a silly Ross County or an Inverness well... or something <laughs> daft the midweek away from home. Yep, yep. And so... you know what's happening in you know what's happening in um, two weeks time. Have, you, have we got a midweek? We have Ross County away there. on a Wednesday night, and um, I'm driving oh, a couple of a couple of mates up to it, so. It will be a three and a half to four hour drive there. Um, so we'll probably leave. I think we're leaving about two in the afternoon. And then... you going via London. Four hour <laughs> drive to Dingwall. Well, it Come says on, it says three and a half, but bearing in mind, you see what it's like getting out of Edinburgh. Um, I've not lived there for ten years. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's slow. And you got um, another bridge. Oh, it's worse. It's worse than the fourth. Anyway, okay. uh, we're not going to get onto that. Um, okay. But yeah, w- well done to Carmen Carter for having a, a full season 05-06, and hopefully it's worthwhile doing it again this season. Um, Neil Reed says, um, I walked away from Murrayfield in October 2018, vowing never to return until Craig Levine disappeared from the club. New year, new start. I have my tickets for the Airdrie game. So there you go. glad to have you back, Neil. Um, finally, uh, do, do you know what I want? Do you know what I want, Mark? This isn't, it's not really a New Year's resolution, but um, what, what I <laughs> Can want... Can you narrow it down for me? Just a wee bit. Na- narrow it down a little bit. What I want... You give me some chance again. What I want is solidarity. I want that again at oh, some Jesus. point. I want, at the club, I want that feel of everyone pulling in the same direction again. Fans, players, management, because I've missed that because for so long there's been this disconnect. You know, the players have not been well-liked by the fans. The manager certainly hasn't been well-liked by the fans. There's been problems with you know, with the supporters and how they felt towards what was going on off the field as well. I would really like at some point in this year to get back to a position where we all we're all going in the same direction. It feels like we're all on board. I miss that. Do you not? Yeah. I mean, don't yeah, get me wrong. Like... You're never going to get it 100 percent with every single person. No, yeah. But on the whole, of course. 
I just want I want there to be, and I, I like you, I'll, I'll go with something similar. I want over the summer, Hearts fans, the majority of them, to want to count down the days to the new season because of the optimism that is there. Now that might be that might be tenth or ninth. It might be a cup final appearance. It might it might not be or whatever. It just might be some optimism. But everyone's like, yeah, we're going in the right direction. So I'm with you on that one. Okay, finally, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this one over to oh, to okay. Mark because before we go today, yes. Mark has been desperate to get this in since I um, in inadvertently vetoed the the Strip World Cup, which never got completed. It got cancelled. It probably like the Qatar World Cup. It just was never meant to be. Um, I realise that that is gonna go ahead, but you know what I mean. So the hard man, the hearts, hard men. World Cup, and you have 32, is that correct? I do, and I've tried... I'm always wary about who I've left out. I think I've, I think I've got most. There'll be some that people say, hard man, bollocks. But this is this is since the early 80s. Okay. okay now, what I've just... What I've done, so you have it with you, is I have just sent this to you on WhatsApp, so we can kind of go through it together. Okay. So here's the draw for... And we're not going to we're not going to do any decisions yet. We're not going to put people through yet because um, our wonderful listeners are going to vote. Okay. Okay. Yep. On these, and we'll hopefully do it better than we did the. the I'm happy to what do, that. We we, do. The strip World Cup. Yeah, we will get this. Okay. We will get this out on Twitter between now and the next show. So yeah. Let's... Good. Pe- perfect. Perfect. Um, so we've got 16 ties featuring 32. Some hard men, others deceptive hard men, others not so much. That might not even make it past the first round. Did you put all this a, in a hat and draw them out? Yeah. <laughs> did you actually do it properly? I did. I did it by numbers. Yeah. I did it. I did it properly because I didn't. I didn't do them. Probably the, still the, better the, than an SPFL Cup draw, to be fair. I, I did, only had to do it once. Yeah, and I, I didn't have. It wasn't like the only. By the way, only an excuse was utter shite oh, this I, year. I don't I had even high bother. hopes, but oh, I, I wish I had. It was utterly shite. So. Here's here's the the and it was it was done um, with proper adjudicators from Ernst and Young so that no one knew in advance what was going to happen. The first this is the top half of the draw and okay. there's not going to be a draw every time. If you get through, you play. If one gets through, then he plays two. Blah blah. blah. Number one, Jimmy Bone, Hardy boy, versus Glenn Snodden. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, this is one for the old the old school. Dave Bowman, who's still serving his 438-game ban, I believe, <laughs> against Willie Johnson. We're now for for the younger ones among you. We are getting we are getting more up to date. We will reach the 1960s shortly. Number three, good tie. I like this tie. Ian Baird, who could handle himself against Stephen Presley. That's not a bad one. Now, this is tough tough top half of the draw. Tie four, Ali Mochlin, him who stamped on high bees, against <laughs> Phil Stamp. <laughs> see what I did there? Oh, I see what you did there. Very, very good. If we had um, like a, if we had like a, 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 like a, a drinking, a drinking World Cup, I think Phil Stamp would probably win it from the stories. Oh that... Jesus! There wouldn't be a drinking <laughs> World Cup. They just hand them the trophy. Okay, so that's the top half of the top half. Bottom half of the top half, featuring our first goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Henry Smith will travel to face <laughs> Neil, Neil Poynton. Poynton away, this okay. 
pointing away. Dissa could handle himself. Um, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Walter Kidd. All right. Now he could handle himself against Justin Fashionu. Now Justin, I think Justin could, could. I think Justin could could batter a few people, but would he have enough? It's an away game for Justin Fashionu at Walter Kidd. Two more in the top half of the Hearts Hardman World Cup. Hugh Burns. Now, Hugh Burns, um, back in the late 80s, came to Hearts from Rangers and part of the McPherson deal and all that against Scott Severin. Sevy was, I think Sevy was all right. He could handle himself. And we've got a, we've got a, a blockbuster. This will sell out the, the Usher Hall. Craig Levine versus Connor Salmon. <laughs> you, you mean it's not Craig Levine against... I thought you would just no. put Graham Hogg in there just just for for no, pants. No, they're, oh, they're in the nope because it was a it was a draw. It was done properly. It was names out of hat. Oh, you, so, you did it. You did Craig, put Graham Hogg in there. Sorry, just not against Craig Levine. Okay. Yes, Craig Levine is in the bottom tie in the top half of the draw. So if he gets to the final, that's the only way he could meet Graham Hogg, right? Because we're going to start the <laughs> bottom half okay. of the draw. We'll try and do it a bit quicker. Um, Graham Hogg. Versus Ian Ferguson, not the lanky striker that scored against Hibbs, but the uh, Bayern Munich goal scorer from the free kick. Hog against Ian Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Here's a good one: Pasquale Bruno versus Peter Haring. You like that one? I do, I do. You've given Peter Haring quite a tough one there. I haven't given him. It was an Ernst and Young proper adjudication in front of everybody. Number three, Kenny Black <laughs> in front of everyone. Ava Grace. Ava Grace, Elsa, Anna, Olaf, oh, right, Sven, okay. <laughs> Christoph, and all her frozen friends. Kenny Black versus Jim Hamilton is the third tie of the bottom half of the draw. Tough. That's a tough one. It's a yeah, tough one. Big Hamilton, Hamilton, could, yeah, he could handle himself. Yeah. He always acted daft laddie, but he he could fight. I'm sure he could. He's going to have to to get through to the, the round of 16. Alim Uzturk, now was he all style and substance over Pagger? Alim Uzturk will travel to face Neil Berry. Okay. I want to detect, when I don't get anything from you, you're kind of nonplussed. Uh, I mean, Neil Berry's one who I've, just before my time, so I know who he is, but as for his hard, as for his hard man credentials, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. A lot of these are anything that's kind of pre mid nineties. Although you see, although, although you, although you see players and you see highlights and you know about them, the, the, the hard man side of it, uh, doesn't you often come across. So I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it on a lot of these. Yes. We are an all-inclusive podcast we, we, <laughs> for Hearts fans that enjoyed the 60s, 70s, 80s and before. Okay, four more ties. This is a good tie. I like this tie. Sandy Clark has been drawn at home to Jamie Hamill. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I think we've I, I ended... Think, I think well, Hamill will get floored by him. I think he was all talk. But, yeah. I think Sandy would knock him out with a miss. Um, <laughs> three, three to go. Uh, here's my dark horse. Uh, there's been a lot of money. William Hill have reported a lot of money for our next man who's got a home tie. Mike Galloway. Mike Galloway against Christian Nadi. Now, could Christian fight? He was strong, powerful. It's a tough tie against Mike Galloway. Two more. 
This is a bit of a catchweight contest, but both will fancy their chances in this tie. Wayne Foster versus Andy Webster. Okay. And finally, in the bottom half of the draw, Nerius Barassa <laughs> versus Ian Black. Those shoulders. Oh. So that concludes the draw for the round of 32 of the Hearts Hardmen World Cup. The ties shall be played between now and next week's Around the Funnel and shall be voted on by the Scarves Around the Funnel podcast listeners. Okay. I'm just trying to think of any omissions that I would have that I, I would have thrown in there. But, um, I've put text out. I've put, I've, there's been a few that I've kind of I've had on the borderline. But, well, Ryan, Ryan Stevenson? I thought Ryan Stevenson might have been a... He, he, yeah, we had tattoos. That doesn't make you a good fighter. Oh, we sent off for, you know, for a, a scuffle in the neck, grabbing people by the neck. He, he certainly didn't yeah, miss out. Yeah, of, of, course, of course there's going to be ones I missed out. Kevin, Kevin, Ka- Kevin Kyle. Kevin Kyle. I had Kevin big. Kyle and he didn't he didn't make the cut. I had, Injured, I had 40 names. And I, had to, <laughs> <laughs> I had Kevin Kyle, um, but he, I didn't have Stevenson. Um, but... But there are ones in there. I think Ali Turk is someone who's lucky to get into the draw. Do you know? Do you know um, who, I'm, who I'm? I'm I'm very disappointed is not there though. There's who, one, who? one who I don't know if you did overlook accidentally. Who? Okay, because I can change. A certain midf- have, can... a certain midfielder from France. I had Brelian and took him out because he was soft. What? How's he soft? Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you who sent me this. Right. Jeez. Oh, okay. Um, Right. Okay. Um, in fact, you know what? I, I, I'm in. A, I'm in. A, having listened to Gordon Smart interview with Cy Ferry when he threw everyone <laughs> under the bus. Fuck it. Um, so, as I was saying to you before we came on there, I got a random message out of the blue from the Airdrie boss, Ian Murray. Aye. Right. He was talking about various things. So I said to him, I said, "Look, um, I'm doing this Hearts Hardman World Cup. Is there anybody you played against or can remember?" And um, he 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 gave me Mike Galloway, right? He gave me okay. I didn't I forgot about Mike Galloway. He gave me Mike Galloway. I had Brellier in my original list, mm-hmm. okay. Not having Brellier played with him at Norwich, no chance. So I took him out. Ah, you listen to that hips bobag. Come on. No, hey, I want I want tough. Uh, hey. See, so, see when I see when uh, I walk past that dugout on the edge game when I'm going to my commentary post, I'll I'll very quietly under my breath go, Brelly would have you. And then, hi, you and, can say that to him. So and then, John, and then and then walk away quickly. I had John Miller in there. I always thought John Miller on the midfielder. I liked him. I thought he could handle himself. Um I had Julian Brelly in there. Um I had big Kevin Kyle in there. Um but if there's if there's any you want to take out, you're allowed you're allowed one. And that would be for Alim Ooster because I'm when I put him in, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he could he could handle himself. I'd, I'd put so, Brelly in for him. I'd put Brelly in for him. I put you Brelli put Brelly in in, in, in yeah. for Neil Berry. Okay. No, for, for sorry. I thought you said for Ooster. Yeah, Julian Brelly. So um, difficult when you when you've made the first round, and then after the draw has been made, so that there has been a, there has been a, a registration issue. Uh, sadly for Ali Muzturk, um the SFA did not receive his registration in time for the Hearts Hardman World Cup, so he has been disqualified from the tournament and replaced. A trip to Neil Berry awaits Julian Brellier. There you go. Yes, that's more like it. 
Fuck Ian Murray. Sorry, sorry Kevin <laughs> Kyle. Sorry, Ryan Stevenson. So I now have to send you the updated list. I'd probably have Stevenson for someone else as well, but let's not go there. Well, you... No, we're only allowed one change. Okay, you now have it. So I look forward <laughs> okay. to voting, because I want to take part in this as well. I look forward to voting um, in this over the next seven days, when hopefully we can conclude it. And then, so potential. Who, who's who's your favourite right now? Uh, favourite, based on what I, I'm going to go Ian Baird. I'm I'm going to go from the other side, and I'm going to go with Pasquale Bruno. Bruno. I think by the way, Graham Hogg against Bruno's yeah. potential. Right, Bruno's got to get by Peter Haring first round. That's a tough first I round. I think he'll but... be. I think he'll be a popular one though. I think, especially with the, you know, we're talking Twitter votes. We're going to be talking a generation where Bruno might stand out more than some before him. Just saying. I'd say Bruno. I'd say Bruno's probably the favourite to reach the final from the bottom half of the draw. Yeah. Sandy Clark, Mike Galloway is a potential quarter final. That would be that would be tough to predict. Um, so you're, if everything goes according to seeds, you'd have Sandy Clark against Mike Galloway. You'd have uh, Pasquale Bruno against maybe maybe Kenny Black or Jim Hamilton. Top half of the draw. Yeah, your quarterfinals would be Ian Baird and Jimmy Bone and Craig Levine. And Walter Kidd. There you right. go. Okay. Well, that's if it goes according to seeds. Are we so? Are we going to do every round between now and next week? No, no, just the no, first round. Just the first round between now and next week. So between yep. before we're next on, we will post the uh, last thirty-two of the Hearts Hardmen World Cup, which will be Jimmy Bowen yep. versus Glenn Snodden, Dave Bowman versus Willie Johnston, Ian Baird versus Stephen Presley, Ali Mocklin versus Phil Stamp. Neil Poynton versus Henry Smith, Walter Kidd versus Justin Fashionu, Hugh Burns versus Scott Severin, Craig Levine versus Connor Salmon, Graham okay. Hogg versus Ian Ferguson, Pasquale Bruno versus Peter Haring, Kenny Black versus Jim Hamilton, Neil Berry versus Julian Brellier, Sandy Clark versus Jamie Hamill, Mike Galloway versus Christian Nadi, Wayne Foster versus Andy Webster. And Nerejus Barassa versus Ian Black. So keep an eye on Twitter for that and get your votes in, and we will reveal the winners uh, in the last 32 next week. Um, other than that, Mr. Donaldson, do you have any homework to put out to the listeners ahead of next week's show? Yes, okay. I do. Having realised it is the Sydney Divine that listens to us, and messages you, which is wonderful. Um, your favourite Hearts celebrity? Are you waiting for me to say one? No, I'm no. just. I, I know there's a tendency for me to like Jim Jeffries when I used to have to edit him. Nightmare. I'm just <laughs> as bad. There's a tendency for me to use forty words when I could have used six. So I've just used six there. That's why That's I just, it just takes me by surprise sometimes. So your favourite Hearts I, celebrity? I'm, yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's let's go. I'm 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 happy dead, with that. Dead or alive, dead or alive. Ronnie Corbett, the Hearts jersey. Love that one. Sydney Divine, big Hearts fan. From where's he now live? He now lives in Ayrshire, and he's where was it? I saw that he was he was from Cleland in Lanarkshire. That's where he was born. I wonder. 
It'd be interesting to hear from Sydney. How, how did you become a Hearts fan? If you were a Lanarkshire boy, right? I can't imagine this public transport when you were younger, when you were before you were a superstar. You couldn't exactly just get the Cleland Express direct to Tynecastle. So how, how did that come about? This made it sound like there wasn't buses and trains. It wasn't that long ago. Well, Sydney's 246 <laughs> years old, so... <laughs> oh, he's in his 80th year, I believe. I'm still looking... I, I saw... what was, I was doing my research, which I'm, I'm now doing, which is incredible. I watched Sydney Divine in concert in Falkirk. Does it count as research if you do up. it as we're talking? No, I did. I actually did it beforehand. I, I did half an hour prep today. <laughs> Jesus. This is unheard of. And uh, look what you get. You get, you get me in a weird and f- stupid mood. You get haikus, you get Sydney Divine, and you get a hard man World Cup to do with Tynecastle. Maybe I should do more, or maybe I should do less. Um, no comment. So, okay, your, your favourite hearts celebrities uh, that's your homework yeah. for next week tweet at around the funnel or email podcast at scarves around the uk, and keep an eye out for the hard men world cup and we'll play out um uh, yeah. with probably highly copyrighted and uh, we'll expect the hopefully sydney would pay you with with the wonderful entertainment we provide. But if not, um you, you've got the twitter and the email address to send your invoice to so this is Tiny Bubbles, yes? Indeed, by Sydney Divine, the wonderful Sydney Divine. And I have to introduce him as that every time now, the wonderful Sydney Divine. Tiny Bubbles in the wine Make me happy Make me feel fine Tiny Bubbles Make me warm all over With a feeling that I'm gonna love you till the end of time So here's to the golden moon And here's to the silver sea But mostly here's a toast to you and me Tiny bubbles in the wine make me happy, make me feel fine. Tiny bubbles make me warm all over with a feeling that till the end of time So here's to the golden moon And here's to the silver sea But mostly here's a toast to you and me Tiny bubbles
feeling that I'm gonna love you till the end of time. 